0: on Twitter and I'm here with the firm hand of Ireland the 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 boss I can't do I, I can't do it. I can't do it. How can the ma- how how is Elroy able to do this off the top of his head? He's a
1: master. He doesn't introduce anyone else. That's the key.
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah, he's just thinking about it. Like him. he
1: knows who he is. You know, he has a long
0: time to think about this. stuff. Yeah,
1: like he's always going around going like I'm like a, a weird hollow boast about my penis that rhymes with an animal. Like, whereas I don't think like that at all. But so I can only say that my name is Sean. Hello. So
0: hello, it's John Victorid of uh, of many things, but of recently of the podcast that I am uh, finally. I I realized your podcast ended up in the um, list of things that I don't do because I know that I will enjoy them. And so I put them last. Ah, Uh, yeah, 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 Um, yeah, I'll enjoy this so I could do it after all the after all the medicines gone, I could do this. And I decided to ignore that advice and listen to it anyway. Live at the Death Factory. I'll say it again at the end. It's very good. You should listen to it. Um, Not just because Sean's a friend, but uh, or because he's on the podcast now, but because it is just quite good.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. If you if you enjoy if you're how how you like who's this guy? What's his deal or whatever? Live at the Dead factory is like uh, uh, podcast a bit scum cinema so if you're enjoying conversation with me and someone a lot smarter than me have a conversation which is what's happening right now you'll love live at the death factory where i once again glom limpet like onto the superior intelligence of somebody else uh, astrid
0: rose astrid, on the mic i've never i've never heard her i i don't think i've listened to any of the guest episodes with you and her because sometimes i have a thing where if i listen to a solo podcast i get scared of guest episodes sometimes <laughs> Yeah. Avoid them. I got you. I got you. Uh, but uh I shouldn't have because Astrid is Astrid's wonderful. So no, that's uh absolutely um I would not say uh you know you're 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 limpid uh limpidly uh hanging on like a remora to her intellect, but I will say she is quite smart.
1: Yeah, I mean mainly it's because I mean it's one of those things where I I think oh, we're both so different. We agree on literally almost everything about film so uh, like when i think oh this episode's going to be real weird like because i only really like this and as they're really really that's about the level of conflict most of the episodes are at but you know we talk about films that you may not have heard of before one of the films we talked about recently uh one of the people who's in it uh i kind of tested the waters didn't realize it had been released um and it came out 20 years ago and it kind of didn't to be honest but then we also do more popular films like this week we did megan is missing do not watch it uh oh no did don't, an don't on watch that. it or yeah. look it up yeah, yeah yeah but uh so yeah it's kind of like you know the way all film podcasts are bad not our one so give it a listen that's it
0: i i think the thing i like about your film podcast is i'm realizing why i um why I don't like other film podcasts you know, I'm not a big film podcast listener, but like when you were talking about uh, a recent I won't, I won't name it to well I won't antagonize them because I don't wanna I don't wanna blow up your spot but uh you were talking about a horror film podcast and like i I when, when you were talking about how they were talking to the director, I was like, yeah, okay, that's why I never wanted to listen to any of these and this podcast yeah. like actually I, I really like it because you're not you're, you're not approaching it like why is this genius? <laughs> like, what? Or, or why is this crap um but yeah no i i will say the um the moment where i think you were worried about uh it, like i could tell as a listener that you were worried about uh antagonizing astrid and it was uh she liked red lips slightly more than you and you were like no i know <laughs> that's you're a real... slightly more into this film than me
1: that's a real moment of tension um there's a yeah there's several of those where and it literally like um like we both are on a stupid website where you can give film stars and like whenever you hear that you, you can go look it up for yourself. It's always a half star in the difference. So it's, it's real dumb. Like, but yeah, like we're not going to have any guests ever. There's a no guest policy, no passengers, no guests, no Patreon. Not that these things are bad. It's just, there's a (laughs) single, you know what I mean? Show you're on. Well, yeah, well, it's not that they're bad. It's that, two people on the podcast might have a very specific kind of attention span <laughs> that lends itself <laughs> lends itself to format asceticism so that's what we've ended up as um cuz I'm only ever have to google what time is it in unnamed city Asred lives in <laughs> which I have to do every single week
0: oh so, oh yeah. absolutely
1: yeah yeah and uh, even though always doesn't move around a lot so, you know but so yeah uh,
0: no I mean, honestly i if you ever move to even a slightly different I, I think yours is the only uh time zone that i have memorized where, God, where you're at as like, it
1: should be as it should be
0: <laughs> periodically there'll be someone in uh, germany who i record with um who lives in germany like i i, I find that that happens sometimes a couple of guests just are in Germany and, and they're never Germans, which is the strange yeah. thing. But, um,
1: well, I mean, who wouldn't want to move to a country with the worst sushi I've ever had? So yeah.
0: <laughs> my, uh, my, my, uh, sister-in-law's brother, uh, famously is like really into Germany because his, his wife is German. Um, and I, I it, <laughs> sure. it was, it was a little tough for me because, well, they really want to move there cause they, 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 I, you know, they think it's great. And for a while, like especially when Trump was president, they were they just kept talking about how great Angela Merkel is. And I was like, I I mean, that's like this is a weird this is a really weird conversation to be having while watching football.
1: Yeah, a lot of Irish people move to Berlin because the rent is cheap there and you get to say, I live in Berlin, Um, I go to the name of that oh i can't believe i've forgotten it the name of that nightclub that's really difficult to get into you know
0: the one i'm studio talking about 54
1: that's the one yeah it's studio yeah. 54 with hunter s thompson and john holmes uh, in berlin it's very very difficult to get in but uh, for many reasons <laughs> when you do oh boy oh boy bergine bergine <laughs> the place is called bergine oh yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. um Oh, one last aside, uh, and then I'll then I'll actually ask you the real question. This is, I mean, people oh. love our episodes, and and this is why. Imagine uh,
1: how charmed they are already. Who, it's because who, who, it's because
0: it's like us talking on the phone. Yes. Um, but um, uh, I will say, I I actually was was struck by, uh, and actually this this does tie into the episode. This, this uh, sense of uh, media crossover in my mind and the way that like different media play with each other. Um, I was struck listening to the podcast, uh, listening to live at the death factory because you mentioned uh, something about uh, Dublin being quite expensive all of a sudden, kind of like uh, a, a big boom in like the eighties and nineties that, that made, Oh yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. um, and I realized that, um, the reason I knew that well, you said that and I was like, Oh yes. And I was like, you know, the reason I know this is because it's explained in great detail in, uh, Admittedly trashy mystery novel, um in in into the wood or in the woods, uh volume one of the Dublin Murder Squad mysteries. I was
1: oh like Oh my this god, is that Tanya French? Yeah. I've never read those books because anything set in Ireland, I go. I'm already here. I don't need. Any. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need. To, I don't need to know. I I, I go outside if I want to see what Dublin is like. But yeah, no, Tandy French, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it would be the Celtic Tiger was kind of their, I guess, early 2000s or whatever. But like, yeah, Dublin would have had a big boom in the 90s and stuff. But but our later 90s or whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, crime novels. I mean, it's not what we're here to talk about today, but are a fine place to get your information and societal context. You know, I, so. Enough,
0: no. No, totally. Like it, it is. It is a thing where like they, like the the history in that is so much more like complete than any other history I've ever read of Ireland. And it's just like a a novel that's meant for public consumption, like easy easy to easy to read, easy to enjoy. Yeah, uh, I
1: mean, yeah. It's it's. I think the the comic preacher is usually the place that americans get their most accurate irish history
0: you're um, all fires you all yeah. love to love to drink beers and tag and it there up is honestly
1: there is some fairly detailed stuff because it's written by a guy from ireland so there is some fairly detailed stuff about ireland in there like an irish history but um also brendan bean dies on screen or whatever in the comic which i always thought was very intense um but uh but yeah, no, I'm trying to think now. There was there was some, some other was it no no preacher would be it uh, not the TV series because I think the Irish guy is played by a Scottish actor in that oh which is geez. hateful. Um, but uh, well, you
0: know it, it is. Once we got um, what's that guy that played Doctor Who who's in everything now? Um, oh, uh, oh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, that's the one. After no, him, no. everyone wanted a Scottish actor. So yeah,
1: yeah, of course, yeah. Hootsman, he said, "Motherfucker." <laughs> um, of course, there is actually a, a film where he wears a kilt. Uh, forgotten post Tarantino uh, late nineties film, fifty first date, fifty second state? I don't know, but um, but yeah, yeah.
0: That is that is a that is a like if I had seen the description of that film as post Tarantino nineties film where, Samuel L. Jackson wears a skirt called. 52nd state i would have said that is a sean movie to me
1: <laughs> that's well that's very sad because uh, i, I try to have i tried to be a little bit more but i do remember uh, anyway anyway not that anyway, we yeah. couldn't talk about 52nd state or whatever
0: for hours but well there, I, there, I, I, I haven't seen it but i could um yeah. i wanted you i wanted you to come on to ask you a question um and i had so many questions uh uh the one that i wanted you to rattle around in your head and for the listeners to rattle around in their head is the question of uh You know whether it's ever good to watch things, hate hate watch or hate play things. Um, My thought is no, and I know your thought is typically no. Um, But this ties into a larger question that I'm more interested in you answering, which is or hearing you answer, which is I've been asking listeners like why they why out of all the aesthetic things in the world they are interested in uh, games. Like there's a limited amount of time and a little amount of of attention. Uh, Why uh, why aesthetically? do they care about games? What what about what about that medium uh, interests them? Um, and as I know that you are a big gamer, I'm gonna ask you this. No, right.
1: <laughs> I have been playing Void Bastards and every time I play it I go, I don't get this, I don't like it. I'm gonna play it again for another ten minutes. Don't like
0: it, don't get it, put it down again. So yeah, that's my that's
1: my current games report.
0: Sean McTiernan and everyone. All right. Well <laughs> uh no, uh I wanted to ask you why film? I mean, you have a lot of interest. You 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 have a a, a wide comic uh collection which actually is uh interesting. Uh it delves into other areas than um I think people think of when they hear comics now and in sort of like post-Marvel Cinematic Universe World. Um uh also uh, quite a quite a good literary mind. Uh but I, I feel like film is like where where you where your sort of passion shines so yeah. I'm, I'm curious why film in whatever way you want to start answering that i just why is that something that grabs you
1: well so film is like i think the thing about film is it's really weird right like it's like film is in a way that i think so i'm going to make the mistake that everyone does where they talk about the thing they like the most For I'm i'm like it's not like the other girls <laughs> you know like i'm gonna like say that like oh film is fascinating in a unique way like everybody says that you know people who like poetry first of all no one really likes poetry come on but people who like poetry say that people
0: buried like, in the top half the poets are gonna be after us
1: <laughs> it's like oh really oh uh there was an old man from nantucket okay but um <laughs> like row 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 my boat i don't think so uh but like so everybody says that about about difference stuff, but film is weird because film is essentially kind of death right and death is cool that's a good thing to think about because film not death but film like rewired people's like um, a film like fundamentally affected the more widespread got how people dreamt right and Mm. i i have a lot of contempt for dreams i don't like them i actually uh don't take um The sleeping aid melatonin because i have dreams i normally don't have dreams which is something people say about psychopaths and murderers and i mean sure but i i I don't like
0: isn't the other one that they have very banal dreams like i remember once i had a dream about going out to lunch and it was a very like i just went out to lunch and ate lunch and went home and i Uh, I told people that and they told me i was a sociopath
1: oh i also get those so cool i mean that's that's good i mean I, we're living no, the dream no wonder i have uh masterminded my ascent up the social order so so beautifully but i'm um, the most
0: anxious sociopaths in the
1: world <laughs> that's it yeah but uh but no but like film like and how people imagine things how people see them inside their head was changed by film right um film is like and it's not that it was unified it's that it was fragmented you know like and and even if people don't interact with film that kind of narrativization in the same way that you know like when when narratives when the novel became more codified people were like oh which bit am i in now oh fuck uh you know that kind of right. Right. stuff happened film is like that as well a little bit and film is also film is essentially exclusionary right because if you point the camera at something you're you could say you're highlighting that, but you could say you're you're removing every other part of the planet Earth that isn't that, you know, um, and and you kind of when you're like taking that in to tran- transfer it into light to flicker light on a wall to change people's emotions. Maybe I don't actually think of film as a purely emotional thing. People that say that police officers, I don't like that because <laughs> because they will say films about emotion, which means don't criticize me, you know, but. There is something to that, you know, so, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, it's, it's a different, it's not only, it's not limiting, it's like different types of kind of perspective and whatever happened when film started happening. Because when they, when film was like first being trialed, I'm pretty sure, this is before it was commercial, but I'm pretty sure uh, people sat on both sides of the screen, if you know, if you know what I mean. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. That's, and it was like, it, the thing was moving, but then when they, when they decided, right. Let's start the show with a showstopper and put this fucking train heading at people and make them all shit themselves. Which, by the way, that's also the 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 train and people running out of the cinema is didn't
0: actually happen i was gonna say that's apocryphal right yeah i don't want it to be apocryphal but i'm I'm sure it is
1: but i i actually really like why it's apocryphal which is some fucking gangster (laughs) taught it (laughs) up to try to sell it to people at the time like that isn't (laughs) made up by historians people were like oh you'll shit yourself there's a fucking train um so and and that's why film is great too because film is like this incredibly pure thing if you describe it one way which is like you're Beaming into the inside of someone's head. You know what I mean? Like Sergei Eisenstein was writing about Chaplin and he said this weird thing about like, oh, a hair's field of vision ends behind its own head because of where its eyes are. And it's like you're seeing with someone else's eyes. And with whose eyes does Chaplin look? It was about like the kid or something. Anyway, I, I didn't take any notes in this, so I'm gonna get all the quotes wrong or whatever, they're just off the top of my head. But but like you know, so it's it's this really pure thing in one way, but in the other in in the other direction. And this isn't just like Hollywood blockbusters; it's all film. Film is such a expensive, weird thing that for the bulk of it, you have to be kind of a you know weirdo entrepreneur dickhead to get it moving you know what i mean to get the things in the right place and everything like once that. again
0: we're back to megan is missing it's, it's <laughs>
1: just like <laughs> this is it? yeah yeah like clockwork but it's these two opposing poles right you know what i mean like and and, and there's so much in between as well there's so much because what what it is is you know people that argue for it say oh it's a total form of art it's like yeah fine like you know it's so is like being being screamed out in a taxi while music is playing you know what i mean <laughs> like but like it's a total form of art it brings together the best of all medium like yeah i also think it would take a lot of time to read a book but like it's um because i used to say the total form of art thing. whenever i'm being really mean i'm always talking about stuff i said about 20 minutes ago but it's not but it is a very useful and very it's a way of understanding interlocking contexts which you're exposed to from an early age. So it's how most people are almost trained to understand interlocking context. So you know that that music was made at some other time if it's like a, you know, like a, not a score or whatever. And that, and it it is brought into bringing signifiers and it's, it's an explanation. So you're looking at these, polar opposites you're looking at the inside of someone's head you're looking at this weird kind of history of imagination shrunk but also grown but all you know you know what i mean it's all this stuff at once and you can kind of look at a film and make it you can make it do whatever you want in your mind as well if you think about it a different way like i I sometimes like i went through a period of thinking about films as machines Mm. uh, designed to produce a specific reaction and i think I didn't explain that very well because I'm not very good at explaining things, but I didn't mean when I was saying that that film a film only exists to elicit one response. It's that if I get that out of it, I kind of view a film like a machine for producing that and you see it work in a different way. Like, I almost never care about story or anything like that. It doesn't really interest me a huge amount. I'm more of a... Sadly... This is I was going to say this sarcastically but mostly true. More of a vibes guy,
0: you know? You are kind of a vibes guy. Yeah. yeah. Especially but but like I, in the way that it's cool to be a vibes guy. Like you're you, uh, not you, sure that you're, exists. You're a cultivator. You you like you like making lists. Yeah, yeah, I do I mean, and I like, like just it. Sorry. Well, no.
1: connections and stuff, you know, Okay, like, yeah, no, that's yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think like so I didn't take any lists or, or any lists, Jesus. I didn't take any notes this, like I said, but I did take my copy and this is mostly just a way to explain that. I, I do own a copy of Film as a subversive of Art, um, the out-of-book, out-of-print, Amos Vogel book. I got it for a fiver in a charity shop in Ireland, which is not what Ooh. it costs if you want to buy it. Um, now, it's the... It used to be Newcastle upon Tyne Polytechnic's copy, I see, from its ex-Libra status. But it has that's all these...
0: wonderful, uh <laughs> wonderful college name that I have never heard in my life.
1: Well, there you are. But I, I ha- it has all these um, epigraphs, right? Like or, That's what you call a quote at the start of a book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think this, like, if I was going to make notes, these epigraphs would be... The, the, to what i would go to i'm not going to read them. i'll probably read more as we go on but the one that really always stood out to me was this uh one by uh, jorge Luis borges um which is uh don't go on multiplying the mysteries on one said they should be kept simple bear in mind Poe's purloined letter bear in mind Zangwill's locked room Our made complex replied dunraven bear in mind uh the universe so like it it like <laughs> i think of that all the time right i think of it like you can make film is good because you can complicate it up and you can simplify it down and it still sits there kind of doing more than you can handle but enough that you can work with you know so that's that's why i think about film i think Uh,
0: yeah that's really interesting because like i mean i mean there's a lot to unpack there but i think just off the bat you know the 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 question of it being kind of like very complicated or very simple right is this it, it so like i my most critical approach to film ever was uh having to TA and then teach a film course which why anyone gave me a film courses is, is beyond me i mean there were you know thousands of people who were better off than me but um the guy who famously just like can't watch a movie because i don't have time i uh, got the film course <laughs> like it's really stupid like i have time that's a lie um i just like saying it uh, cuz it makes me feel better that i haven't watched a bunch of really really good work um it was interesting because I got to learn sort of at the same time as the students. Like it wasn't a, yeah. uh, something that I was really, especially good at. I was better than them, but only because I, you know, I'd been in the classroom more and it's really interesting to watch students learn new stuff about film. That is not, how to say this, like it isn't, um, no, this it's the opposite. It is something that on its face seems intuitive, but in fact, is very complicated. So, like, um, uh, the the main thing I think about is um, when people learned about uh, sound in, in films, right? Uh, whether or not the sound is, um, oh, help me here. Um, like synced afterwards, or you uh, know, no, no, like on screen or off screen, like like uh, oh, diegetic or non diegetic. Yeah. Thank you, diegetic or non diegetic sound. Uh, yeah, something even more simple than that, right? Like like totally functional within the the genre, where like. Some music you know is happening off screen, like in your imagination, and some music is happening in the movie itself, and you typically know which is which. And sometimes directors will pull a fast one on you and like, you know, Tom Cruise is listening to like can't hurry love on his walkman or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, typically we we know what this is, but when it's presented as new information, it is this like completely like, you know, putting the putting a, a wrench in the spanner kind of thing, like where like um, a wrenches, a spanner, uh, just like it's that, it's that, uh, it's that web comic where the guy puts the stick in his own bike wheel. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. they just can't handle it. They can't figure out what they're hearing because like the concept of complicating this down to actually a mechanism is so weird. It would be like how it would be like saying like, okay, so the way you walk has been developed over several years, uh, by several directors. Right. Uh, yeah. And and it's like the fact that so much of that is happening in film at a point where we're just kind of accepting it as a rote um, just over the past, you know, 150 years, give or take, is uh, I mean, it is remarkable. It's it's remarkable how fast we've naturalized this
1: fully. Yeah. And I mean, I should say before I go on that I, you know, when I when you ask me, like, why film or whatever, I've actually never studied film. Right? I will say I've never so much has done a single class on it or anything so i always feel very self-conscious about not knowing the right terminology and not having you know a good grounding in it so i probably am going to get something wrong just to you know if i ever if i say something stupid it's because i don't have a grounding in the academy or whatever and i'm and i'm you know so maybe hopefully that is what diegetic means (laughs) i don't know if I didn't fuck it up but
0: i I, don't ask me which is which but diegetic and non-diegetic refer to either respectively or not the the you know sound off screen or on screen
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah and and like you know it's it's stuff like that like you you don't even like film is so weird in that you can like you can point to something and be, and i mean you can and can't right so you can say oh that was the first film to do that and you'll always find a film earlier you know um <laughs> i think the kind of the the infamous one is everybody being like oh Triumph of the Will, or not Triumph of the Will, sorry, the other one. Uh, birth of a Nation. Basically, um very telling that like I said the other one. I'm talking about raises films that people always give five stars to because they're formally interesting. Anyway, um but uh you know birth of a nation uh oh, came up with all this shit and they invented everything and then like Sergei Eisenstein is over in horrible weird Russia, just absolutely you know lapping everybody doing incredible shit you know what i mean so it it, there you know it is difficult to find the provenance of particular things and things are always informed by history and whatever but the fact in film you can be like oh yeah this is one of the first times somebody did this and it's stuff you people can't imagine a film without but the people that did it are still alive and that's so common you're like that's wild you know what i mean like that's just and it is an amazing kind of i mean it's you know again like the kind of music i like mostly is rap music and rap music is kind of like that as well where hundreds of amazing foundational people tragically are dead but people right from the start are still around and it's a more interesting art for or right from the start of that particular you know style or whatever and it's more interesting than i don't know most other things so so yeah like it is it is it is kind of concentrated but it's the way people understand it always very interesting to me i don't really care if people have training or not if they've done the reading or even what they like to watch but if i find somebody who understands it in a way that is not is independent of you know like because i often think that i'm actually quite happy i think if i did went go and study it, i would have been put off it you know um because I think that,
0: yeah, that makes sense because yeah. you know like there's something about the way that you're talking about historicizing it right like i think with literature for instance it helps to to have some grounding in like you know just because like it takes a lot of time and there's a lot of things to to think about or whatever um and like there's so much um there's just like such a big corpus at this point that if you if you want to like know the history of the novel, you probably should be reading these really complicated books that theorize the history of the novel. And you probably should read like five of them. And like, you know, it's, it's it's just a mess. But if you think about, I mean, video games are similar in this way. Uh, if you think about like film, yeah, it has a long history. Yeah. There's more film than you'll ever watch in your lifetime. It has those things going with, uh, literature in that way. But like, also you can do your own research on it and, kind of understand uh your you know you can kind of understand what the history is outside of the 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 official channels you don't need someone well, to i don't
1: understand. know about that now i i i think i know oh. what you're saying but i think that film is actually suffers even more greatly from than literature um you know that i'm going to feel free to
0: generalize about somebody with a phd yeah, that i I've read it's made me it, it made me stupider. I went I've to and
1: uh, <laughs> I've read about four books, but uh, but like it's um, it like because film is is people because people view it as like entertainment, you know, the same way they would. I think there's you know the same way they would. I guess as books or comics or whatever. But film is kind of because of its proximity to the TV. Mm-hmm. There's a certain sense that it ambiently exists. So a lot of times people are understandably don't think of seeking out a film in the same way they would as a book. You know, I'm not talking about people that have the same melted brains I do who are like looking for stuff all the time and, and whatever. I mean like, you know, and but I always find that when somebody who isn't doesn't think of themselves as a film person sees a film that is outside that um kind of rubric, I always have something interesting to say about it. Um mm. and I think the the classic mistake people make is that there's there is an in between level there of people that go to repertory screenings, which I used to do a lot before COVID, and think of themselves as film fans. These are the I think the people that really suffer and have the the most limited experience. Think of themselves consciously, I am a film fan, go to something that they're they're told is good, have a very negative reaction to it, and can only say, This is stupid, you know, not okay, this is yeah. bad or whatever, this is stupid, this is you know, or this is evil is the other usual kind of response like i mean i want to see *Hired to be a god not a film for anybody it's a three-hour film set in complete filth that took 20 years to film the guy who directed it uh alexi german died before just before it was released and it's you know it's this kind of it's very difficult to follow even you know what the plot is and whatever there is a scene there is a i think 90 second unbroken shot of a horse erection in it. but i i it is also a, an amazing, an incredible film and, a, and an amazingly beautiful film of points and and very hard, but it, I mean, it's three hours long. It That that happens in it. There was 50 walkouts when I saw it out of maybe 60 people <laughs> in the cinema, you know? And like something like that, like that's another reason the film is like, I really enjoyed, and like the films I don't understand, I, I'm really, really, I think what I missed out on that, I, the thing I missed out was being, sat down and made watch stuff it took me a long time to get out of that comfort comfort zone because i was a very oh i'm a genre fan stuff for a long time and i'd be very self-conscious about watching stuff outside that now subsequently i have like and this is years ago you know i kind of got out of that but i'm still a bit self-conscious about it there's loads of classic Mm. films i haven't seen and stuff but i i try not to I try not to approach any film like thinking I'm better than it or that I already yeah. know what I'm going to think of it or whatever. And if, and I actually have put off a lot of films I really like because I'm worried I'm just going to have a high quality, luxurious experience and see it. But I think film actually, it can, it has gotten, because of streaming and whatever, it has been made very small for people, you know? Mm. And, and like, it's, it is glorified TV and I don't blame anybody. I don't, like, I'm not one of these fucking head cases that's like, oh, people aren't going out there and searching for, you know, uh, I don't know, fucking uh, like Serre Noir or Shanghai Express or, you know, like, or, why aren't, Why isn't everybody going home from a day of work and went in brighter summer day? They should, their lives would be improved by it. But that was a lot easier when this stuff was just on television. Like my dad watched a load of, mads have always was and my dad kind of knows about everything but film wouldn't be his one of his main things he's he's more of a zoologist geology botany geology kind of person you know but i mean he does know about everything um but he he was always watching interesting stuff because it was on television you know like my i remember one of my favorite pieces of film criticism ever is my uncle my mom's brother who again is just sort of into things but wouldn't consider himself a film buff or anything but would go to stuff you know um he uh he saw two lane blacktop um a a perfect film i i I don't say that about a lot of films but two lane blacktop monty hellman is maybe, maybe like maybe just the the it's like oh fuck it's like a marble wall it's an incredible film right and it's just about lads driving around and the ho- the roar of the motor is happening all the time. No, None of the characters have name. It's unbelievable. He saw that on television, randomly, in like the wow. early 80s, or maybe even 70s, which, just, I mean, I can't believe it, but maybe I Can you TV even shit.
0: imagine at this point, yeah.
1: Yeah, but he described it to me without knowing what the title was once for like 15 minutes when I was a teenager. And he was just so interested in it and amazed by it. And he wasn't like, haha, this is stupid. He was willing to take it at face value similarly like when i i hosted film screenings in this really really cool place in in dublin called a4 sounds they they let me do these free screenings of um films i really liked and people would come much as they'd come to support you know, if somebody from the office was in a band and played, people would go to the gig or whatever. People I Always worked were with, off, but yeah. No. Well, I've had a, it went very badly when I was actually in a band and in college. <laughs> it was the the guy I was in a band with took E on stage and had relapses on alcohol. It was terrible. Anyway, but when I did this, people and and then people who like you know uh my. uh my wife's parents and and you know and, and other people kind of came along to support because they're being really supportive and they ended up watching like i didn't really factor in anything but i really want to show this film so i showed some kind of not challenge some of the stuff is pretty challenging but like weird films you know and, right and the the reaction and i'm not saying oh they were i they weren't ready for them i'm a genius it was like when people watch them, they had interesting responses to them, and I love talking to them about. It, you know, because again, it's that there's so much happening, and people can get so much. But it's when this it's this trained narrowness, and that's like, right you know, that's the kind of thing I always react against. And and I have to, you have to specifically, like, we're always giving out to each other when we're doing the podcast about talking about scores because we do because we both use the same film website and give score to log. And end up end up giving scores, and people like I saw. The website
0: this. is called. Um, it's a website you also use a lot. It's called Letterboxd. Yeah, uh, you, Letterboxd. you listener also use a lot. So don't worry, it's not.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, not an obscure thing. Sorry, just on John the show. And
0: are on, they're, they're on their own special one that only only successful podcast. No, no, it's, can be. it's
1: called it's called Letterboxd. But on the show, we always refer to it as unnamed film website because <laughs> I just don't like. <laughs> I just don't like promote. Anyway, but um, two of the best reviewers just got all their shit deleted there for stupid reasons. But um, oh no, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usual old website stuff. Um, turns out you can say whatever you want unless it's pointing out something very obvious <laughs> about how the actual website is run.
0: But um, ah, good. Yeah, no, that yeah, is yeah. that is very typical. That's been that's been that's something that the internet has always done. I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. But but like you know, we we score. But also, if we do a review that is a plot summary from start to finish, with commentary on it, we get, like, really mad. And, like, you know, because it's like... Because that's what loads of stuff is. And it's just not... People deserve better than that. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying we hit it every time or... or But still trying to do something that isn't just that because i think so much is just people want to be assured that they've the limited edition dvd they've purchased the blu-ray they've purchased is good the, the film they already like is good like that's that's why it really disappoints me now that speaking about film for teenagers like teenagers have famously annoying and terrible opinions about films i still have teenage opinions about films because i have never you know copped on to myself but at least they're weird you know what i mean or at least they you know but this this kind of thing now of cinema sins and whatever and that stuff where like liking a horror film is no long liking horror films is no longer having a really weird stance on which nightmare and elm street film is the best you know like depending on what stage of your life you're at you know i think i'm back to just the first one is the best but um two i liked for a long time but uh but it's it now it's like people think of being a fan of horror films as like how to defeat Freddy or whatever, yeah, which in yeah. my experience, like that's not real or wasn't. That's like what like Kevin Smith would write being a film fan was like in a film. But this is well, kind it's, of, it's, it's a content. It's, it's
0: like, that's, that's part of like the, the way that people have been made into content producers themselves. Yes, yes, We're exactly, like, yeah. if I'm watching a movie, why, what am I thinking about that? I, I was thinking about this last night. Cause I was, it's, it's not film related, I guess, but it, it's sort of, Like I, I've been doing one of, one of the, one of the people on the podcast and and a couple of people who, who've been on before, like wanted to do like a, a a call of Cthulhu game or whatever, Um, not whatever it was called Cthulhu game. And, um, and, uh, the, the, um, like, it's just, it's just basically four people who do this once a week. And in my mind, I was like. Okay, so that'd be like two hours every week. How can I make content out of this? And immediately I was like, "Okay, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. Like I'm not I'm not going to do a thing like that. But I I think that's like a lot of people, even if they're not doing stuff like this, have that brain where they're like, oh, what could I do to make like a cool like video out of this? Like, oh, I know, like. How this is always your example, but I think it's a good example. Like, how would you beat the monster from it follows? Like, how yeah. would you survive? Yeah. Uh, what What would you do if you were in funny games? Like, how would you beat those two those two home invaders? Um, like, I, I think, like, no one really cared about that when in the past, because like the whole point of the slasher specifically seems to be this kind of like elemental force taking people out that is fairly unstoppable, like it, it doesn't have the same sort of um, doesn't have the same sort of like uh, easy ways out that that literature often gave uh, its monsters like uh, like uh, you know your Draculas or whatever always have yeah. like some sort of way to, to fail because failure is part of the narrative. Jason failing to kill is just the end of the movie. You just just the end of the film that way. It's a yeah, spirit. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and and I think like you know it's it's I'm trying not to sound snobby here because I end up always giving out about like I'm really bad at making up a guy and giving it, but I've watched so much bad film stuff because I have a bad attention span, and YouTube, if you have a bad attention span, just keeps giving you shit, even if you hate it oh, just yeah. pumping it into your head, but there's this um Uh, so there's this film called Death by Hanging um, and the guy who directed uh, Nagisha Oshima I mean his most famous film is In the Realm of the Senses but I actually Mm. haven't seen it but Death by Hanging is the one I really like anyway uh, where a guy gets hanged but doesn't die but technically he's dead (laughs) so there's a big it's a big kind of it's it's really good anyway he's got a book of film criticism that I really like and um, he's really funny he hates everything and I I really follow the Tao of the Hater like pretty Oh a friend to no one? Yeah, like yeah, that's that's me. The hater, friend to no one. The path of the hater, I I have to walk it. You know, um, but that, that that's how I've decided to define my life. So I enjoy seeing another practice hater at work. But like, because he he does a great bit about where he's like, "Fuck the Battle of Algiers." Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just when it came out and everyone was like oh my god this is amazing he's like fuck it um, and for a really good reason actually as far as I remember and he has this big bit about meeting Mishima and he's like Mishima is such a basic is his whole take on Mishima he's like talking to looking at Mishima and this is in person he's like looking at Mishima is like looking at an artificial plant like he's just oh. it's devastating oh. like but anyway there's a, an amazing bit in in that collection where he goes and sees a load of student films you know and he's like this i mean he's this really you know kind of galvanizing figure um in japanese cinema because obviously japanese cinema is this big grandiose old tradition you know like ozu and mizuguchi and uh you know kurosawa and everything like and then he was like in the you know, in the 60s and 70s and there's an explosion of different kinds, of, you know, stuff. And right. uh, he goes to this film student and, and I was kind of expecting him to be really into this, you know, because a lot of directors, there's, you know, they really love seeing that kind of thing and he was just like all of these sucked shit right first of all technically absolute bollocks <laughs> it's like it's the 60s what do you expect they're you know playing it on a towel in a hall what do you think and he's like total shit also everybody rebelled in exactly the same way everybody had the scene where they smoked ooh big deal like and it's devastating <laughs> it's like this guy who has made some of the best films of the 20th century being like these children's first tries fuck them there's no there, there's no good cultural criticism anymore because these lads weren't leaving there crying it's a hilarious <laughs> thing and i think about it sometimes when i'm like am i being too harsh and it's like well he could back it up but also you know that thing of everybody rebelling the same way because you'll find a lot of um film fan content which is the opposite of film criticism whatever i guess and I, and I think film criticism is also bad but this film fan content stuff like people will have these imaginary ideas as if the critics are out there you know like saying oh this is terrible but the kids the kids understand you know and it's I like think
0: about a lot where there's a uh there's a line in um uh, uh waiting for godot where um uh I forget which one it is. It's one of the two guys uh, is saying um, is like talking about people he hates. And like, it's like murderers, like, uh, you know, cheats, thieves. And the last thing he says is critics. Like it's it's with like four R's in the script. Like you're supposed to really like. like Yeah. And I've always I've always appreciated that because it's it's both Beckett, you know, giving it to critics, which is right. But then also recognizing that, like conflating critics with all these other people is just the stupid thing that like people who have a big ego do so it's like it is it's this it's this instant sort of like yes you're right but also
1: yeah kind of I'm, I'm also being that. but i think like and yeah like like beckett was you know i think saying beckett is funny is sort of not where you are but where i am in Ireland is like one of the four great big brain ideas everybody kind of rolls around at about 19 where they're like Beckett was actually gas. He was real funny. It's like he wasn't depressed at all. Oh, so you just read one of the books, anyway. But um, but like cool, <laughs> like Malloy, your man's topped. Um, but uh, but like yeah, like, but yeah. So critics like, but but critics don't have any. You know, nobody is not seeing. Fucking, you know, Ant Man Seven because Richard Brody told them it was bad. That's just that's not a thing that happens. But people still want this total ascent. That's why I think what I think is real weird now, and i and, and I don't even like. I'm kind of annoyed at how much time I've already spent talking about people talking about film because I wanted to talk about film itself, but I end up talking about because that's what you're seeing. You're, you're feeling all of these different, especially when you see a film in the cinema. You're feeling it's different than seeing a piece of music where some people are into it or some people aren't because it's just degrees of the same reaction or disinterest whereas films are sparking all these different and again I'm sure music does do that but you know everybody like I said does the thing where they're like my thing's a little bit different Um, but like I don't know there's something about seeing a film in a cinema that just you can feel like I want to see the one the example I always use is there's this film called Daisies right
0: um, yeah. oh yeah is, no no I've, we, we've we either talked about this or you've mentioned it on okay a so I'm not gonna I've I won't, it I won't say
1: a... it I won't say it again then I'll use another example I know what t- you're talking about yeah. but
0: others won't
1: no I'll use, I'll use another example I went to um, uh, uh, Mulholland Drive was on after um, I think it was some fast bender thing in the IFI I saw Mulholland Drive was on I was this was kind of before the return the David Lynch the Twin Peaks 3 or whatever um came out and i was sort of going through a oh maybe i'm a little bit not too good for, but i was like oh, i just if like if if too much context exists about a director sometimes i'll just be like whatever you know he's a republican blah 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 i know i have the opinion of him that makes sense but like which he is like i'm not saying that's not right i'm saying that that's i had kind of decided on that but i don't think i'd seen mulholland drive no i hadn't so i was like oh it's on i'm in the cinema all I have to do is pay somebody and I can go to it. I might as well do that. So I, I saw it and I really liked it because it's fucking Holland Drive. Like, what, am I immune to a weird spectral cowboy showing up? No. um, But uh, anyway, I was watching it and this couple in the middle, this older couple who actually... Not really older, but they were about the same age as the weird tiny people on Mulholland Drive. If you haven't seen it, this probably sounds bad, but that's David Lynch, folks. He's zany.
0: Uh, uh, but, I, think, I think everyone online is forced to watch Mulholland, Mulholland Drive, Drive before, yeah. uh, uh, before starting a Twitter.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, they were laughing uproariously at everything. They were like, <laughs> this is the funniest bullshit that's ever happened. And I really enjoyed that screening because there was a guy in front of them who had like done his hair like David Lynch for the screening? <laughs> I was I was in the film beforehand, so he had walked in while during the last scene of that film because he wanted to be early. Because like again, you know, th- you know, wasn't an old hand at the old going to the cinema um, and just arrived for his thing. It was like, well, there's no previous showing of this, so there must be nothing on in the cinema, and um, he was really put out that they were laughing you know and i remember thinking like this is fucking unreal you know like and, and and it kind of in the opposite direction then my favorite uh viewing of a horror film ever i've seen so many of them in the cinema because i used to go to Horrorathon every year but when i was a teenager myself and my friend went to um uh the remake of the hills of eyes which I really liked at the oh, time. Oh,
0: yeah, I, I, that's uh, actually I, I, what I've seen.
1: Yeah, and probably still do. And I like The Hills of Ice. I was going to say I like The Hills of Ice 2, but you might think I mean I like The Hills Have Eyes 2, which I don't think I do. I think it famously has a flashback from the point of view of a dog. That's about all I can remember from it. But I, um, we were watching it and there was a guy in front of myself, my friend, and we would have very similar, myself and herself, a very similar sense of humor. And this guy we couldn't have enjoyed it more. It was like he'd never seen a horror film before, right? (laughs) But he was loving it, like. So, like, something crazy had happened, you know, because that film kind of explodes, right? Like, very little happens for the first 40 minutes. And then sort of infamously, there's this massive ramp up of, like, suddenly a Rob Zombie film has broken out and but concentrated into, like, two minutes. And then it's like that to the end. And when that happened, he went, oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph! And he was like, laughing and between laughing and jumping and like pounding on the seat in front of him and stuff and myself my friend we were just crying laughing at this but not like haha this guy's an idiot we were like this lad's a legend i'm now enjoying this way more than i would otherwise you know and it was just great like and seeing people's unexpected reactions so like hearing about film film responds best Film is like Ulysses, you know, it responds best when like people are actually like, "Oh, I'll give this a try," rather than "I need to take in this to confirm my status." And also, you know, James Joyce designed Ulysses for fucking everybody. He didn't design it for, you know, that that poem my dad sends me every Bloomsday. You know, who killed James Joyce? I said the American with my PhD, um, like by that that Seamus Heaney poem. But um, but uh, it's that. You know what I mean? It's just like. It's it's I mean, I feel like a bit of an asshole being like, it's for the people, man. But I do really feel that way, you know?
0: Yeah, no. And I I think like there's something there's something to that where I I was thinking in the lead up to this episode uh, sort of about, you know, there's there's a podcast that does this now with games. But I I, too complicated at this point to sort of explain why that bugs me Um, or not why that bugs me, but why I don't think it necessarily works Uh, consistently, but, um, maybe there's time later, but like one thing I was thinking of was something I read a lot, um, at the beginning of college, I guess, um, was the old, um, something awful movie reviews. Right. I don't know if you read those or not. Um, but basically, I
1: I, I don't think so. No, I don't think.
0: Basically they just found a bunch of shot on video horror, um, and talked about how bad it was. And, it it never really struck me because like you know Axum and Terror Tunes and stuff like that just were things that were like really stupid and bad to me and I mean they're they're not good movies like in in, in any sort of technical sense Axum is has well whatever Terror Tunes is is like weirdly pornographic what with like people who are supposed to be like you know like casting porn stars as kids and stuff like that very weird like yeah scum cinema i mean i i'm, I'm talking to uh, it's
1: funny enough we almost did tarotans on the show once
0: I, I just like i i i i can't make anything out of it although if anyone could it would be you too uh like to actually sort of like get something out of it but like it was those movies were funny to me because it was someone doing something bad and then actually hearing you guys talking about sov recently made me think like oh hey like maybe there's a bigger history to this. And then thinking about that, even for just a second, right? Um, Not, not to say like, I've really done a ton of thinking about it, but like even just a a second where it's like, Oh, Hey, like is the, it's like the, um, am I ignoring the fact that this was created in like a specific time with a specific group of people, maybe not going for this exact reaction. Um, and maybe I can view it as like someone who doesn't, who a is respectful of that or B just like is thinking like, well, maybe I'll just take this film on face value as like something that exists in the world. Um, I feel like the, you know, the, the, the opposite of the, of the sort of like watching a horror movie for the first time and laughing and crying or jumping or not being, not knowing how to react is the, um, is the, the kind of like rote thing where you're like, Hey everyone, Look at this shitty thing someone thought was good. Um, and it, it it's a much more boring way of living. It's, it is a historical. It's sort I, of like. Yeah, I have yeah. to
1: say, uh, the, one of the biggest changes, because I like almost nothing from when I was a teenager. My favorite band is still my favorite band and I still like rap music and stuff. But very few of the things like I really don't like Quentin Tarantino. Like a lot of stuff I was really into, like Bill Hicks, because I was into all the usual person is angry, you know, person is sad stuff and like you know didn't i have very little time for it now all stand-up comedy you know but like one of the biggest changes for me was going from having an immense affection for mystery science theater 3000 to almost cartoonishly loathing it which (laughs) i Which I do now, which is like a really unsympathetic thing, even though you can kind of see the thing is, it's now, it's kind of a bit of a cheat, but if you know enough, you can be like, did you know Mike's a weird Republican? And you can kind of get people that way, but, um, but uh, who does a show with uh, some the guy from Earthworm Jim? Who's a horrible, I think. Anyway, oh ah, yes, Doug um, Ten yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, Don't yeah, say yeah. his no, name out loud
1: here; a... he'll turn up. As my friends, have found out too. There, oh, that'd,
0: that'd be interesting. I'd oh, love, you I'd think, love think the so? Controversy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Neverhood, well, great, great game. Uh, but, uh, but like um, mystery science here. I just and like loads of the films, like lots of films that people who like try to seek out stuff and give it a chance now I'm looking for stuff all the time like I'm always looking for films that are interesting or weird to cover on the show and I'll see something and I'll see a lot of people have had this this smaller film from the 80s or whatever people have had a really positive reaction to I want to see why you know if I'm looking on IMDB or I'm looking on Letterboxd and inevitably it's a load of people like reviewing this because I want to review the Mystery Science Theater episode (laughs) haha browsed hour and it's like fuck like you know like really really stuck with me so you know manos the hands of fate is like was like their yeah. big one. yeah yeah do you know about like what
0: happened you told me but i think it might have yeah. just when we were on the phone i All don't right, know if it was a yeah. right
1: episode oh um, man probably wasn't the episode but but like manos the hands of fate like something like that where like the making of is really tragic or i mean like look it would be easy for you know uh us to have a show like astronaut have a show about like sov being hilariously bad and saying like oh we watched this horror film it was really bad ha 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 but like even there's an amazing film called the nobodies right which i spoke about i was on, thinking
0: about that i was going to bring up the yeah, nobodies which the is, Nobodies I, is yeah wonderful yeah yeah it,
1: it's 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 i think it's fucking still on uh The trauma streaming service, which is languishing, so appropriate but so sad, languishing there with Lloyd Kaufman's fucking ill-gotten gains. Uh, Anyway, but um, uh, there's another guy. I'm not even going to get into it. But um,
0: yeah, but but the nobody burn book episode that I'll put on the Patreon. (laughs) You can just
1: uh... yeah, just libel time. But uh, uh, it's um not surprising to me that somebody from a studio with that labor practice is now marvel's biggest fucking money man or whatever cash cow james gunn but um ah, but but like uh nobody's is about it's a really really spot on tribute to sov right there's a film in it that's like really really dead on exactly what these shot on video horror films that came out in the 80s to meet the demand of video rental places um was were, were like you know like they were kind of daft in a very similar way but that is used as in as part of this kind of fake documentary or mockumentary as people call them i guess about a filmmaker who made an sov film it got a really bad reaction and then him and his girlfriend killed killed themselves is the story you know and it's not like a twist or anything and it's not like haunted it's just a sad film like that's kind of this faux documentary about these two people and it's like you can make a piece of shit like and you can really mean it and you can like put your heart and soul into it and like i'm not saying all films are good you know it's still like but it's it's one of these things where you kind of people who view everything along the same rubric it's just kind of like if you're watching something to laugh at it it's kind of that's just fear you know yeah and like and, and like and i do there's plenty of films i make fun of but like it's more i don't know like it's like when we watched on the show when we watched the black cat right which is the mm-hmm. unofficial th- th- then th- the third part of the um three mothers trilogy that dario Argento was doing didn't exist and this guy made uh lucio Cosy made the black cat the guy who subsequently runs the Argento shop in Italy Um, but uh, and we were laughing speaking about that but that's because the film is like outrageous and hilarious but also amazing and really good and really like and films can be silly but it's just there's more going on you know what i mean like and like why are you reacting to that i mean i sound very pompous now giving out about mystery science theater but i feel like it just invented this kind of it it doesn't surprise me shall i say that those guys came from improv and now all of my least favorite film criticism is made by people who sound like they have two indicator DVDs
0: and a background in improv comedy. Like, well, it's, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, I think the problem is, is you know, obviously, like, I, Mike Nelson is his, own, is his own special thing. But, like, I feel like a, those guys are not, like, mostly, I guess TV's Frank is also, like, a weird Hillary guy. Oh, like, it's really? Bad, you, you, feels. Yeah, very, very fun. But, like, most of those guys are just, like, guys like well, I, they I feel like they, they weren't creating
1: something. a model for how to a prism yeah. with which you view the entire they universe. were just
0: yeah they were just doing a public access show that, yeah. that happened to get big and like i feel like the thing the thing that people did that is a problem with it is they they substituted it for a personality right 100%. and like it's, it's something that i've i've done i've been guilty of but like it really is yeah, you know, like I'm looking at I'm looking at the IMDB for the nobodies. Um I learned about this little website from you. Um ah, I hope Internet I hope, it, I hope it it up. yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, you know, if we don't support it, it's not gonna No. <laughs> um, but the what the top review is just is by someone called Troma Freak and it's called Waiting for Kaufman. And it's like uh, that's so depressing. Like yeah. <laughs> first like I, I think like the way that you describe Film as sort of this, and and Donald Borenstein, uh, who who is a friend of the show and on Twitter has has described they've described film this way too, is this like just like incredibly mad kind of tilting at windmills sort of thing, right? Where you're just you're trying to do something so unbelievably difficult and complicated and expensive and weird that like on some level it it's all this like. It, it's all impressive in its own way, and like in yeah. just you know, it, it's like the that that terrible tweet pe- that guy made about the uh, the Boston Marathon bombing that it happened to when people came like in the second group, and it just said big hearts then triers then uh, that got hit with the the bombs. What um, the fuck, what, what? Oh, you don't know that one? No, <laughs> uh, I wonder if I could find it. Uh, but yeah, he basically said like the bomb didn't go off at the at the finish line; it came off after and uh i think he wrote big hearts then triers then like like he's uh,
1: oh my God. i
0: don't know some sort of Walt Whitman yeah. uh co- got, uh come to hell um but like uh the um like it is that though in a certain way and i think like you know i'm reminded of watching uh, i watch mr science theater a lot with my dad and the interesting thing about my dad is, is, uh, he is, he is an actor. It's like his, it's his job. Um, and he's done a lot of independent film for people and with people and, and, you know, he's done his own stuff and not, you know, stage acting and stuff. Um, and I remember his partner, Laura, we were watching hobgoblins, one of the, one of the mystery science theaters Ah. and she's also done film and stuff. And there's a scene where this one guy basically like he's, he has like a Vietnam war flashback in the middle of a club or something. And his, uh, his Lieutenant shows up and the hobgoblins are like throwing grenades and stuff. Um, the Lieutenant who shows up, it was a boyfriend of hers. She's like, Oh my God, it's it's like such and such. Like yeah. I recognize him and like the approach they have to these films is so much more kind than, than most people talking about this. That stuff. The like, people I don't, who
1: think they're them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think they'd ever say like this is shit or like these people should be shot or whatever. Like you'd see online. Like it's much more like, oh yeah, that like this didn't land, but like we totally get being in something like this or we totally get doing something like this. And you know, it's not like they're not looking at it historically. They're not sort of thinking about it from like a criticism perspective. But it's just more of like a a relational thing and yeah. in some ways, like how you describe film to me here, which like i've I've never really thought about it, but it it's true is like not so much like trying to elicit a reaction, but in fact like producing some sort of relative feeling it, it's it's a it's a yeah. genre is that is that relies on relationality
1: yeah, it's a, it's I mean it's a I mean a, a, it's kind of like every film being a documentary about its own creation, right? you know like that's the only reliable thing. Every film is, you know, and every film is a collection of it's good to see it not as a reaction, but like as like, you know, like I said, like the kind of the the thing about Chaplin, you know, like whose eyes does he see out of or what is it? You know, what is it like, you know, like in a kind of yeah, it's not something to be like that when they decided that it was on a stage and you were, you know, you were to take it in. Like we were yeah. talking about, you know. Like you don't have to think about it like that. That that's what people like that's the thing like I find with films so much is that like because it's such a commercial object because there's such commercial prospects or whatever, um, money is so prevalent. You know, like money is so kind of is in every part of it that the way people are talking about it, this is why one of the reasons the comic book stuff is so popular, is because there's a preset Pay pig mentality to comic book fandom and superhero fandom and everything that works really well, in terms of limiting risk. But you can risk anything when you're thinking about a film. I encourage you to risk, throw yourself into something that you don't think, you know, will be your thing or whatever, or, or you think is stupid. And like, like most of the people who are really interesting about film, if you go further back in what they're thinking about or whatever, saw something that was supposed to be stupid or incidental or something. And like had their brain chemistry permanently changed by it. They reacted to it so profoundly, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I think like, I think one of the things that is most formative for me, um, and then I'll let, I'll let you finish this up. But the, one of the things that was most formative for me in, uh, thinking about film was when I was teaching it, showing stuff that I cared about and watching kids like laugh at it or not get it or fall asleep during it. Yeah. Like like, something that like profoundly affects me and then you know, students not getting it. Like I, I finally, like, one of the most profound film moments for me, and this is embarrassing cause it's so normie, but it's true was watching. Um, and it, it may have just been, it may have been your proximity, even though we, we didn't know each other at the time. Um, I visited a friend of mine who was studying abroad in Ireland and uh-huh. on the way there, uh, up in Galway. Um, and on the way there, I, um, I watched the French connection for the first time on like a tiny, tiny, uh, airline screen. Yeah. A- and I was transfixed. I mean, like it's still one of the best films I've like, it's one of the best film experiences I've had is watching the French connection on that flight. And like just the, the, the intensity of the chase, the, the, the ending, the way that they do like the sort of sparse crime dialogue, like just, just it's, it's a, it's a wonderful film. I, I just, I, I like it a lot. Um, but, uh, part of, you know, part of being patient with others is like, I recognize that if I showed that to a class, they might think it's boring or laugh at it, because like, you know, Gene Hackman's hat.
1: Like, honestly. like He's fucking called Popeye.
0: Yeah. Like, once you realize, oh, not everyone's going to take this as seriously as you do, then it's much easier to sort of, like, I don't know, be patient with others.
1: I I think so, yeah. And I think, like, like I, I have to say, I've been coming across as very kind of you know world be free on this but i hate so many films you know like i've really struggled to like especially more recent ones i'm so bad with keeping up with it i mean i watch like 350 films a year probably and like four of them come out the year that i'm actually watching them in or whatever you know i'm terrible at that so i've got my own set of weird shit about you know i'm not saying it's but i do think like yeah like showing film the sense of risk was overwhelming it was very rewarding when it worked um there was only one film i think i showed that i just didn't i fucked it up i didn't introduce it properly it was too weird it was too long bad but um but in the main like that sense of risk of showing somebody something and then having to hear the reaction to it is so intense you know and i kind of realized when i was doing that i was like oh imagine that but you're filming it and putting it together and and you're one of so many people doing it and your part might be good but somebody else's part it's so fraught and it's so intense yeah you know, in a way that like music and literature comes from you know a, a smaller one person or a small group of people theater has a lot of people involved but nobody cares about it because it sucks and you know like so like there's different i'm joking theater's great uh but um but like it's just... I don't know. It's it's that thing of... I was so scared, though. Like, this is the thing that character... Like, I'm I'm like this now, or I try to be like this now. Because I was so afraid of watching something that I wouldn't get, you know? and watching something... And as a result, I ended up accidentally doing something really good for myself. Because I left a load of big classics to... Until I had seen a load of their imitators. And had lived long enough to understand them in a better way, you know? Which is mm-hmm. really unpopular to say but like i don't think people who are 25 should be watching you know a certain film just because there are like 22 or whatever or you should watch only angels have wings or something is it's an amazing film it's a perfect film you're you love it but like you know you have to have failed at <laughs> more stuff <laughs> to get more out of it you know what i mean
0: or like no yeah you're right yeah. And it's like it is it is no that's a that's a really good point and i think like you know, thinking about thinking about like film as something that involves you, the spectator, as someone who has to it, it's like that classic. Um, I don't I don't really like Scott McCloud. It's a it's a it's a, a problem that I have to live with. But um, hmm. uh, in Understanding Comics, he talks about how like an outlet is a little bit like a face because he wants to be uh, Roland Bart for for like a new generation. And, sure. Uh, fails. But um, he <laughs> he does give you that, he does give us that little thing. And like, it is that thing where, where you look at something that is, has a face or has some sort of relatability. It is like, it's immediately uh, a moment of vulnerability. You have to look at it and it looks back at you. Um, Yeah. And like explaining film that way is like, that's the simplicity. And then the complexity is like this, this massive machine of like, you know, creators putting things together. And, 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 you know, you never know what, what is, what is kind of like, I don't know what, what comes from where, I mean, in that way, that's very similar to video games, except video games don't have that immediate intimacy of like, you know, what's behind eyes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, wonderful. Well, Sean, thank you so much for doing this. This has been great as always. Um, I hope I can bother you at some point to do a Patreon. Uh, okay. Wonderful. Um, and tell us about tell us where they can help everyone where they can find your podcast and of course where they can uh, rate it give it five stars and uh, and tell tell people how good it is
1: yeah so like the your usual your apple podcasts, your spotifys, your player.fm's your stitchers, all that kind of shit um it, it's there it's on those websites also live at the death com I'm pretty sure let me just check actually um but uh but yeah live at the deathfactory.libson.com. Is, is also if you don't have those things where you can get the mp3s but yeah it's on spotify which is i haven't put my previous episodes on our podcast i didn't put it on spotify it's kind of a mistake if you have a podcast consider putting it on spotify a lot of people listen there i found um but yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and leave reviews or whatever although we get a fairly steady amount of reviews and i really appreciate them i kind of I'm, i'm always surprised people are very nice and if you listen and you respond well to it a review means a lot but so does like you recommending it on your discord or something i think word of mouth we our whole thing and again you're hearing me talk but the show is 50% me, 50% Astrid, and the, the good 50% is Astrid, but like... It's
0: amazing. No, I yeah. honestly, if you like hearing Sean talk, it is, it's really cool to hear him talk with Astrid, because yeah. like the the interplay there is, it's just really neat.
1: But like if you, I think whatever we, like however the show is, people feel like, oh, like no one else is going to get this, <laughs> which is totally fair, but like it's kind of like very personal, and I really appreciate that. And I think like, Recommending it to one person that would really like it would would really help as well. But we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to be fucking the number one podcast in the world and unseat um those fucking crew. charlatan dickheads at unnamed podcast removed for legal reasons. Um, like you know, um, we're just we just want people to enjoy it and get into the films and stuff. So so that's all, that's it. And um and yeah, if so, if you if you like it, give it give it a shot. Thank you. Sorry that I came on your your game podcast and talked about film in a really pretentious way
0: come on that's what um, I, I, li- I literally asked you to do that I know I No, I'm
1: apologizing should. to the listener
0: oh um, well don't apologize yeah. to them they don't Yeah, yeah. you know they'll, they'll, those those little they'll eat at those hogs um yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't really I don't talk to my listeners that way maybe yeah. I should Mastered um,
1: bastard 6 out of 10 uh but... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: alright well I'll talk to you soon Sean thank you for being on as always oh and Sean's at no chorus so uh, go yeah. follow yeah Thank you very much for having me. Bye. Always. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hagelbon. H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N.